We'd like to welcome you to our current event in Bible study for April 9th, 2017. And today, primarily, we're going to be concentrating on the Syrian crisis and all of the factors that go into that. I, I've taken a lot of time since this all happened to try to get you the most comprehensive look that I can give you at this particular situation so you can understand all of the deception that is going on surrounding this and to try to weed through all the garbage the mainstream media is putting out there. Now, if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, I'll just give you a brief overview. And this was a this was a, a report that just came out in the last couple of days. Kremlin tells the U.S. it's one step from war. As Trump warns, he will hit Syria again after his attack on Russia's ally, Assad, triggers fears of World War III. And this is what we're really talking about here. What is the potential for this event to get us into World War III? And as I've said before, World War III, not even, I mean, from a biblical standpoint and also from a Illuminati predictive programming standpoint, is the linchpin for us going into the tribulation. So this really is a big deal, what we're talking about here. I don't see any greater linchpin than probably what's going on in Syria right now regarding that whole whole matter. Um, Russian Prime Minister Dmitry Medvedev denounced Donald Trump uh, in his first direct raid on Bashar al-Assad's forces. U.S. President authorized the firing of 59 cruise missiles at, the Ameri- at a military airfield in Syria. The official said it was in retaliation for Assad's use of chemical weapons, and we're going to be looking at that in depth. The U.S. ambassador to the U.N. said, we are prepared to do more, but we hope that it will not be necessary. Now Vladimir Putin has diverted the warship, the Admiral Grigorovich, to protect the Syrian coast. So we've got all of this escalation, all of this ramping up on both sides of this issue. Uh, Syrian aircraft uh, took off from Al-Sharat airfield on Friday in an apparent act of defiance, and that was the airfield that got bombed. Of course, from what I understand, these cruise missiles um, didn't really do any damage to the runway at all. The Kremlin has warned that the U.S. is one step away from war over, over Syria, but the Trump administration hit back by saying it would be prepared to carry out airstrikes again. So we've got a lot of very, very bad potential things on the horizon here. Russian Prime Minister uh, Dmitry Medvedev denounced the U.S. for attacking the legitimate government of Syria and for allegedly breaking international law without the approval of the U.N. Mr. Medvedev also said this military action is a clear indication of the U.S. president's extreme dependency on the views of the Washington establishment, the one that the new president strongly criticized in his inauguration speech. He's making a lot of very good points here. Um, the people that Trump has got around him, particularly as of late and increasingly, are <laughs> some of the worst people he could possibly put around him. And we're going to be looking at that today. I'm not just saying that lightly. We're going to be looking at that in depth so you'll understand why I'm saying this. Soon after his victory, I noted that everything would depend on how soon Trump's election promises would be broken by the existing power machine. And what he really meant to say is by the pressure of the existing power machine put upon Trump. 
it took only two and a half months, is what he's saying. The last remaining election fog has lifted. Instead of an overworked statement about a joint fight against the biggest enemy, ISIS, the Trump administration proved that it will fiercely fight the legitimate Syrian government, who is actually fighting ISIS. This is going to be a study that a lot of revelations are put out there if you're not familiar with what is going on. And we're going to be taking an in-depth look at Trump, his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, and the things that are going on and the things that are surrounding him. So, um, I, I said from the very get-go with Trump, I said, you know, he may turn out to be Satan incarnate. I'm going to um, support the guy until, you know, obviously we did not want Hillary Clinton in there. Okay. That's a given. And I'm still not saying I want Hillary Clinton in there. And I'm still very, very glad Trump won. But there's a lot of things going on increasingly now that are moving him in the wrong direction. And that is indisputable. And if you doubt that, just listen to this study today because we're going to get into that in depth. I don't want to say too much right now because I'd rather look at this in totality uh, so you can understand what's going on here. It goes on to say, but the U.S. president warned he would do it again, meaning bomb them again, after unleashing a surprise attack on the Syrian regime with a massive show of firepower. Okay, so we're going to look at, we're going to be playing a series of, of sound clips here from different people that are being interviewed about this situation. And the first one we're looking at is, it's entitled Massive Retaliation, Syrian Chemical Attack Was Fabricated, Was a Fabricated False Flag. It makes no sense, says Ron Paul. And so we're going to be looking at that now. Let's go ahead and roll this one. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. Today with me is Daniel McAdams. Daniel, good to see you. Good morning, Dr. Paul. Good. Yesterday, uh, there was some bombing uh, with possibly gas exposure in Syria, and things have changed. It reminds me sort of weather reports. Well, if you don't like the weather, just wait an hour. You know, you'll get different weather. Well, that's sort of what happens in the Middle East sometimes, that just wait. It'll change. And actually, you know, before this episode of of possible uh, gas exposure and who did what, um, things were going along reasonably well for the conditions. You know, Trump says let, uh, let the Syrians decide who should uh, uh, run their country, and uh, peace talks were breaking out, and, uh, and, and, and al-Qaeda and uh, ISIS were on the run, on maybe defeated. So it was like, you know, in spite of their problems with this foreign policy. It looked like there was some benefit, but it looks like maybe somebody didn't like that, so there had to be an episode. And and the blame now... When he says maybe someone didn't like that, just think of the Illuminati, the, you know, <laughs> the powers that be, or globalists, who do not want 
peace in the Middle East, who want to destabilize the Middle East, who have destabilized the Middle East, who want to see us in World War III, who are profiteering off the weaponry used, who are also looking at the oil coming out of the Middle There's a lot of factors to look at here regarding the subject. So that's, I just wanted to clarify that point. Is that uh, we can't let that happen because um, it looks like it might benefit Assad. So Assad, they claim, now went and released gas to kill a bunch of people. But, Daniel, we might not have much of a job here today <laughs> because I looked at the New York Times to find out, to get the explanation, and they said, worst chemical attack in years in Syria. U.S. blames Assad. So it's all over and done with. But not quite so easy, is it? What, what happened four years ago in uh, 2013? You know, uh, this whole thing about crossing the red line. And, and ever since then, the, the neocons have been yelling and screaming. Even part of the administration is still yelling and screaming about Assad using poison gases on his people four years ago. Not quite true. Yeah, it was never, it was never proven, in fact. And uh, the UN official Carlo Del Ponte said that attack was most likely done by the rebels based on the evidence, but here you have Nikki Haley, U.S. Ambassador to... So all of this talk about Assad using chemical weapons and this type of stuff, it's never been proven. It was most likely the other way around. It was the rebel forces we were backing and that we created, our government and NATO and these types of things, who actually literally helped to create ISIS and fund them and arm them and equip them and train them, as we have documented over and over in previous studies... Those were the ones that were most likely responsible. So this is the perfect thing to try to bring us into this conflict is to give make all these accusations that Assad did this when they were right on the verge of, well, you're going to see here, right on the verge of peace talks. When almost as we speak literally at the UN Security Council saying, quote, we know Assad has used chemical weapons before. It's not true. It has never been proven that he has. He may have. We do know that the rebels have used them. That has been proven. And uh, who, who would benefit? It makes no sense, even if you were totally separate from this and take no size of this, and you were just an analyst, it doesn't make any sense for Assad under these conditions to all of a sudden use poison gases. It, it's zero, I, I think it's zero chance that he would have done this, uh, you know, uh, deliberately, and, and he's doing this now. But we could also go to uh, a famous senator who's an expert on foreign policy, and we can go ask John McCain to explain it. And he found somebody to blame. Uh, and I don't know what he has it in for the president. We criticize our president once in a while, and uh, we try to be, you know, balanced and uh, criticize the things we think he's doing. So when you think of John McCain, just think of Satan, okay, or uh, Nancy Pelosi or these types of devils. Lindsey Graham, Satan, okay, just equate the two. Thing uh, that we don't like, but... McCain says, blame Trump. It's all Trump's fault because he hasn't been aggressive enough. He's backing off. He wants to have negotiations when you have to get rid of Assad. So he's he's back in prior to 2011 when the neocons, which uh, are in cahoots with a few allies like Saudi Arabia and Israel, the Sunnis and and they and the Iranians, you know, they're all uh, you know in in cahoots together. So therefore, they have to be destroyed. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, the, the fact is, as you point out, we're on the eve of, of peace talks, literally on the eve of peace talks. Assad has the upper hand in these talks. He's almost, essentially, with his Russian and Iranian allies, wiped al-Qaeda and ISIS out of the country. So on the verge of this great victory that they've suffered for all these years, 
he decides, I think I'm going to go out and kill some people with gas. You know, and if he just wanted to. Okay, now that was the most important statement in this audio clip. What he just said there, they're on the verge of peace talks. They've they've made all these massive gigantic inroads into actually defeating ISIS, and now all of a sudden, right on the verge of victory, they're going to go and shoot themselves in the foot and gas their own people, Assad. It makes no sense whatsoever. And the main, obviously, the main uh, people pushing this are the uh, mainstream mainstream prostitute media like CNN and these types of people that are, are these types of organizations that are pushing this narrative, which is totally false. And, and again, CNN is so bad, I can't even hardly, I, I try not to even go to the website. It is such lies and propaganda. It is totally a mouthpiece for Satan and for lies and deception. So you know if they're pushing this, you know it's, it's false or there's some type of major deception interwoven kill people there are a heck of a lot better ways of doing it than using gas which just guarantees that the entire world community including your allies are going to turn against you as you say he would have to be the most insane leader probably in the history of the world a caligula or something <laughs> well you know the collusion of several groups and we might throw uh, pro-oil people in and pro-military industrial uh, people that is in this uh, effort to continue wars going on. But it, I think it's the same group of people we dealt with when we were trying to prevent, uh, you know, the remaking of the Middle East under Bush and, and his marching in to have regime change in Afghanistan and Iraq and look at the results there. But they never learn from this. So they just shift gears, go to Libya. If it doesn't work, let's go over now. now uh, and maybe, maybe they consider they've had a tremendous success uh, in Ukraine or something. But now in Syria and they're into it, but they're all coming together. And uh, when, you, when you look up at, at what they do, is they do have to get some type of public support uh, for the war. Although they're behind the scenes, uh, the, 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 the neocons and the deep state, they're, they're making the plans, they rule the day, but they still know that they have to use their propaganda machine to get the people uh, behind them. And I think that is, is, is what's going on. They did that in Iraq successfully because people believed Saddam Hussein was a monster. And they sort of forgot about it. We, they, the people allow the Congress to keep spending all this money, uh, you know, to uh, remake the Middle East. It keeps getting worse. But Okay, so that's basically the first clip there. It goes on for another... Uh, 12 minutes uh i'll give you the links to all these if you want to hear the full but i'm trying to get through as much today as we can uh when this happened my immediate response was this is really 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 bad this is one of those things that i've been reporting on for a long time regarding them trying to destabilize syria in order to topple that regime in order to take over control of that landmass. Uh, which would allow free access for uh, pipelines that America and maybe its allies have a vested vested interest in in order uh, getting oil into Europe through that particular pipeline, whereas Russia has its interest in its pipeline going through that. There's a report um, by Dutch Sense that he goes into all that up on the internet as well. I'm not even going to really get into that. That's just one factor of why they want to control this particular landmass, but I knew this was really bad, and 
I went up and there was a couple polls going on. Now, granted, you may still think it's a good thing right now. You haven't really heard enough. You've heard one Ron Paul clip. I'm going to play you a whole lot more where we're going to look at this a whole lot more in depth. But there was one poll up there. I had just checked Alex Jones's website and they had a poll going up. And I, I think it was like 50, hmm, 50 or to 55 percent of his listeners thought it was bad. And I thought that was appalling because I'm thinking, why isn't this like close to 100 percent, this attack on Syria? Why? I mean, can't people understand what's going on here, that this is a contrived false flag thing, that this is what... The, I mean, all I need to know is, if, is CNN the one pushing it the hardest? And who is behind it? Who are the cheerleaders saying, yeah, let's go to war, let's kill them all, let's do this? Lindsey Graham, Nancy Pelosi, Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, John McCain, these types of people. I don't know of one thing that Trump's done yet where they've been cheerleading Trump to say, go, 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 until now. Now, they're all real happy with what Trump just did. And the mainstream media is happy with what he's done. That's all I need to know. If Satan says it's a wonderful, good thing, and that we need to get on board, and we need to do this, I'm going to go the opposite direction. So sometimes you have to analyze it. I mean, I came to that conclusion before I even saw, I knew they'd be behind this. They're, they're warmongers. They want to get us into World War III. There's, there's a lot of different reasons they want to control Syria. And so that's about all I needed to see. And I've been getting more and more confirmation regarding this ever since then. So we have Ron Paul's clip here where he makes brings up a lot of really good points. This came out right after it happened. Okay, This was one of the first reports that did come out now there's another clip and we're going to be playing a series of these but before i get into that the the polls and then i went and i checked drudge report and like i said from what i can remember it was like 50 to 55 percent i believe of alex jones listeners thought it was bad okay now you have to think that alex jones listeners are a cut above the 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 national norm and that they are going to be more savvy than the average person out there that's in the dark. You know, just the average Joe out there that doesn't have any comprehension of this and they're only getting they're only getting their news from the from the lamestream media. Okay. Well then I, I trek check Drudge, which is also like considered a conservative outlet for news that tends to push a conservative agenda that tends to expose a lot of the evil that's going on. And I was an absolute shock when I saw, because they had another poll there. Do you think this was a good thing that we basically bombed Syria? It's not up there now, but it was. It was up there from, I don't know, maybe a day or half a day. And it said like 65% of Drudge Report viewers thought it was a good thing. And Alex Jones, it was like 15 or 20% thought it was a good thing, which I thought that was appalling. 15 years. I'm like, where, what planet are you living on? Look who's pushing the narrative. That's all you really need to know. The mainstream media news outlets are all pushing us to a one world government under, fall, under the Antichrist and false prophet. That's their agenda. That's their goal. So anything they're pushing very, very hard 
or giving out this narrative and basically saying it's a foregone conclusion, you need to assume it's a total lie. Because they are, it's like, just look at them like you would look at Satan. Can you trust Satan? Of course he's trustworthy. Of course, he would never deceive us. Even though he's the master deceiver. They are a mouthpiece for Satan and his fallen angels and his demons and devils and minions that he controls and, and follow him. So, <laughs> I, I just, I couldn't believe it. it was like 65%, which you would also consider definitely a cut above the average American as far as... Um, if you're going up and you're, and you're checking Drudge every day, typically you're going to lean to more of a conservative viewpoint. You're going to be uh, way more, quote, in the know than the average American. And 65% thought this was a good thing, that we just launched 59 Tomahawk cruise missiles at the Syrian airbase. Without getting the full story out, obviously, it's this knee-jerk, Okay, show the kids, show the kids, show the little children dying or dead. That's all we're looking at. We're just fixated on that. Meanwhile, worldwide, every day, 100,000 children are aborted in the womb. Where's the outcry? And that's a statistical fact. That's according to their statistics. Worldwide, not just America. Everybody cites, well, 4,000 babies aborted every day in America. I don't, I don't know what that statistic is now, whether it's way more or way less. What about the 100,000 worldwide that are aborted every day? Who are even more innocent and helpless than the children in Syria? At least they're children. At least they can walk and ambulate. And they, babies in the womb can't do that. They can't get away. Now, is it horrible? Yes. It's really horrible that our own government orchestrated this and funded the, whatever terror group most likely did this because it makes no sense whatsoever that Assad did this to his own people right on the verge of them making all kinds of unbelievable inroads and defeating ISIS in that area and on the verge of peace talks. He's going to go and basically shoot himself in the foot and sabotage himself and demonize himself to the whole world, Assad. It makes no sense at all. And then you look at all the, 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 the worst of the worst of the worst on the planet, as far as politicians go, are, are saying, yeah, yeah, go more, 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 war, war. Kill them all. Look at the children. You slime bags could care less. You're the ones that sacrifice children, you devils. You pedophilic devils you sacrifice them in your luciferian sacrifices you're the one sexually abusing them with your whole pedophilia network that we've talked about at length these are the same people that all of a sudden now they grew this gigantic heart for the children even though they're the ones that are behind their deaths guaranteed the hypocrisy knows no ends and i'm just here to shed light on this because <laughs> This is such a farce, the whole thing. We're being lied to so unbelievably, it defies the imagination. Next report, evidence mounts that Syrian gas attack is a false flag. Now, 
I'm going to play clips just like I would play a clip from CNN or, or, or other news sources in order to glean viewpoints that help bolster and look at a, a, at a situation or a problem in a more complete manner. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing is established. In the multitude of counselors, there is wisdom. Okay, these are Bible verses regarding why we would do this. I am, you know, ever, especially ever since Alex Jones made that unbelievably, disgustingly pathetic apology to James Oliphantus, that pedophilic devil from the pit of hell, on air, groveling to him, so evidently he wouldn't get sued or something. I have had no use for Jones at all. I'm sorry, I have had, I, 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 he disgusts me. The fact that he would do that. And it was almost like, and he keeps coming and saying, oh, it was just a, a false a false narrative and it was just their baiting. No, it wasn't. There is so much evidence on Comet Pizza. I've got into that. Their own tweets, their own things they've put out, their own uh, pictures from inside there, their own flyers that they have put out, all of the connection with the Podestas. And this is not something that was some kind of red herring false flag type of thing in order to get people wrapped up into pizzagate pizzagate's real okay that pedophilic network is real and when he came out with that apology to alphantis i was like dude i'm done i am not that i ever trusted you to begin with not that that i ever i mean i've got a i've got a, like a 60 page file on alex jones on all the warnings on alex jones okay but do I still use some of the news that comes out of there that can be verified and vetted as a source of, of trying to educate other? Yeah, sure. We can look at that. They really must have came down on him when that all happened and said, you don't touch this one. You don't touch the, 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 this pedophile network. We're going to sue you. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. So he went on there. He made this big groveling apology. And it was enough to make me want to vomit. I don't care what, whatever they throw. I just don't. It, it, to me, it's irrelevant. You don't ever defend or backpedal when it comes to pedophiles. I just, I'm sorry. But I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't stomach it. Now, this is a clip from his channel. And um, we're going to be looking at some more information here regarding this. This is very also um, confirmatory as to what we're talking about, though, with this whole Syrian crisis. Welcome to this live continuous of our broadcast on our Facebook and YouTube streams. I'm David Knight, and joining me now is Leanne McAdoo. And our top topic of the day is what's happening in Syria. We're going to be talking to Syrian girl. We're going to go to her right away. But, Leanne, this is deja vu all over again, isn't it? Absolutely, David, and this this week is the exact reason why I have not owned a television for about 15 years now because of just the amount of propaganda that they pump at us. And it's the same thing, wag the dog. You know, it's like Groundhog's Day. Um, did we not learn anything from the babies in the incubator? Uh, now we've got this um, this. Well, are you talking about girl. wag the dog? Right. Did we not learn anything from what Bill Clinton did when he had, when he would go and bomb? Uh, Iraq when there would be revelations that would be damaging to him politically with Monica Lewinsky the very next day after the House comes up with articles of impeachment he goes and bombs 
Iraq, and so now we have these damaging... So people like Clinton and this can also do this to get the spotlight off themselves. Monica Lewinsky, you know, clearly having an affair with her, uh, one of the, the umpteen plethora of women over the years that Bill has had sexual affairs with unbelievably well documented i mean so many eyewitnesses in 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 you know hillary's done her things but she's just done it from a lesbian perspective primarily uh they're both just degenerate reprobate devils straight from the pits of hell and so he comes out on on the on the verge of this and and he has this bill clinton uh orchestrates this false flag to get the spotlight off himself was the main reason that it was done in this particular case. Revelations about Susan Rice, and this comes up right away. At the same time, they push out Bannon, who has spoken against foreign policy that's based on regime change. That's what Donald Trump ran on. Right. And if we go back four years ago, as I said, this is deja vu all over. So foreign policy that's based on regime change is, is how the wicked, corrupt U.S. Uh, government has, and I'm not saying everybody in the U.S. government is wicked and corrupt. I'm saying the people at the top, though. And in the foreign policy based on regime change would be like us going in and making sure Gaddafi got executed in order to put in our own puppet dictator who was even more radical, who was a, who was a very, very... Uh, the, the people that have been installed in these countries that we have destabilized, and it's us in, in, in NATO and these types of people, are always far worse than the people that were in there. Gaddafi was no angel, but people that they're putting in in all of these states and all of these countries that have been destabilized are far worse and typically they're extremely radical uh, muslims that are very 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 much wanting world war three and so this is what we're looking at here yeah this is what we have uh, seen and we saw it before let me read you four years ago to our very foolish leader do not attack syria if you do, many very bad things will happen. And from that fight, the U.S. gets nothing. That was Donald Trump, September 2013, when this exact same scenario was created for us. Then again, he says, President, fill in the blank, do not attack Syria. There is no upside, tremendous downside. Save our powder for another more important day. Another one. The only reason the president wants to attack Syria is to save face over our very dumb red line statement. Do not attack Syria. Fix the USA. That's what we had an election for. We wanted to fix the USA. So, so this is the plot. I mean, Donald Trump is there basically imploring Obama, don't attack Syria. Don't do this. Don't do this. And now it's the exact opposite. So as he just drank the Kool-Aid, have they, quote, got to him? Was he on their side all along? That's, that's hard to, to, to definitively say. We're going to be looking at that though today at least as much as we can and obviously this is something where more information comes out sometimes by the day so we're putting together this puzzle and this piece as far as what type of person really is donald trump that's what we're looking at here to a certain extent today and we're going to be kind of going through a lot of different factors on why he may be doing what he's doing not get involved in this disastrous policy of regime change now we have donald trump agreeing with Lindsey Graham and John McCain with another setup, and that's what uh, we want to talk to Syrian girl about. Right. I mean, and just a day before where he was saying that his he hadn't changed his mind on how he wanted to deal with Assad, 
We've got Tulsi Gabbard, who was kind of like the Democratic darling. She went, took this secret trip to Syria, where she actually met with Assad. She got the opportunity, and she said, you know what, I was not going to turn down the opportunity to meet with him. And she really got lambasted for that. People were so angry with her for doing that. But she said, listen, I visited Syria. I met with the people there. And our counterproductive regime change war does not serve America's interests. And it certainly isn't in the interest of the Syrian people. So now after this... Uh, so in other words, she's going over there and basically coming to the conclusion that us getting Assad out of there is not going to be a good thing. Okay, other than for the globalists who want war and want to take over that area and, and control it. It's not going to be a good thing for that area. For just It's going to be a bad thing. So we've got... That's going contrary to what the Illuminati wants, though. So they, they had to do something in order to change that whole narrative. Things were, were, were going way too much in a righteous direction, in other words, over in Syria. So this was their response in order to get it moving back into that satanic agenda, which was this whole Syrian false flag event that just took place. Latest attack, she is tweeting out saying, you know, anyone who's responsible must be held accountable, whether it be Assad or, or ISIS or Al-Qaeda or anyone who is in that area who is going to have access to chemical weapons. So she's not necessarily changing her tune from what she brought uh, back from that initial visit, but she is also saying... You know, she's not making it as an abrupt of a flip-flop. So, did, did we not learn anything four years ago? As we did this full investigation, everybody immediately jumped four years ago and said it's Assad's government that's doing this. It's mm -hmm. the only way that this could have happened. No investigation. Yet, we had had gas attacks before in the area that they had found had been done by rebels. There was an investigation that was eventually done, and we had not only the U.N. and Russia, but also U.S. investigators who said this is not... Uh, there's no proof that this was done by the Syrian government. So right. we had this discussion before, and the thing that concerns me, and as we're talking about essentially the civil war that's going on in the White House, which they say is not happening, mm -hmm. but we can see the signs of this. We know that there are different advisor groups there. This really does have consequences. They had to get rid of General Flynn, who had explained to everybody, who understood that we had created armed and trained ISIS, that we were funding right. them uh, for regime change. We've seen this happen, the disasters that have happened in Libya, uh, creating more problems than uh, uh, they've solved, solving absolutely nothing. But let's go to Syrian Girl now. Syrian Girl, tell us uh, uh, what, you're, from your perspective, what you're seeing there with this false narrative. Hi, thanks for having me on. It's like deja vu. Yes. Yes. Three years ago was exactly the same scenario. Um, last time, in th 2013, I actually told Alex Jones um, that this false flag attack would result not in an invasion of Syria, but basically disarmament. This was before Putin even said anything about disarmament. And the reason I know that is because I know that the U.S. would never invade a nation that they know possesses chemical weapons or any sort of weapon of mass destruction. And they had to remove those weapons in order to enter the Syrian sphere. And that is exactly what I said would happen, that a few years down the line, they would come back and claim that Syria didn't, in fact, get rid of its chemical weapons, and they would use it as a causes belly to invade. Mm -hmm. And we've seen that happen with Iraq. It's exactly the same thing. In 1991, Iraq got rid of its chemical weapons. In 2003, in spite of the OPCW saying that Iraq no longer has chemical weapons, 
the Iraq war still happened and we end up with ISIS, we end up with terrorism around the world, we end up with chaos and we end up on the brink of World War III. You mentioned, so, hang on a second, um, you mentioned OPCW. Let's uh, put that out for most people are not paying attention to that kind of detail. That's the Organization for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons. This is a, a organization that is tasked by the Security Council of the UN to go around and examine whether or not these people had these weapons. And as this happened, the response from uh, the Russian uh, spokesman, Zaharova, said it is crucial to call upon an OPCW fact-finding mission in charge of investigating the use of chemical weapons in Syria to collect evidence of the incident after the following condition. Composition of the fact-finding mission will be submitted to the UN Security Council for approval. It will be balanced in terms of geographical representation. So if we're going to go to war, if we're going to set the area on fire, if we're going to escalate this, can't we at least have a reasonable investigation and hope that there are going to be uh, people from both sides taking a look at this and presenting forensic evidence before we just run off half-cocked and start shooting the world up. Well, wait a minute, David. Uh, Turkey has done three autopsies <laughs> on some of the victims, and, and they say sarin gas was used by Assad. So I'm sure Turkey is completely non-biased here, and they went in and they did autopsies here on uh, three of the people killed. So... <laughs> Let's just go ahead and take Erdogan. I'm sure these were not the chemical weapons that passed through Turkey uh, via Saudi Arabia. Do you want to comment on that Syrian girl? I mean, the, the responses yeah, that I've seen from that is that if it's sure. weaponized, that, it, that they would need to have full hazmat materials or they would die from that if it's uh, uh, fully weaponized, as you would expect a state to be using. So. I completely agree with you. Um, if it was sarin, it would have been homemade. You Everyone has seen the photos and the videos of the white helmets using their bare hands. Uh, sarin can be absorbed through the skin, and it will kill you. Weaponized sarin will kill thousands. The Tokyo sarin attack uh, resulted in 12 dead, but 4,000 injuries, and that was homemade sarin alone. If it was weaponized sarin, we would be looking at a completely different scenario. Mm. Um, obviously, uh, it's very interesting that Turkey would come out and say that it is, in fact, sarin, because we've seen the narrative shift so many different times. At first, they said it was sarin. Then they said it was chlorine. They can't quite decide on the narrative, because if they say it's sarin, people then say, well, Syria got rid of its sarin. They're, they're showing these pictures, and they're literally, they look so staged of this thing where they're showing these two white hat guys who we're going to see these are actual, this actual group of these white hats are actually connected with, I believe, Al-Nusra, one of the terrorist organizations over there. And they're the ones responsible for going in there and helping these people. And this guy's laying there. And, I mean, this they're just sitting there. The, the two guys, like the White Hats, and there's a guy that supposedly just got hit. Who knows? This, this, this could all literally be, like, in a Hollywood set somewhere. I don't know. But he's laying there. And if it was really, as, as we're going to see... <coughs> If it was, <coughs> excuse me, if it was really sarin gas, what would end up happening is they would have to be in full biological gear because it's a nerve agent. And they couldn't just be helping this guy um, or these other victims without wearing full biological gear or they themselves would die as well. Okay. Now, if it was a chlorine-based type of gas, yeah, they could be there without biological or chemical suits on. Okay, because it's not a nerve agent. It's more of a choking agent. 
but they're they're there and it's it's and, and they're just sitting there and they're not moving. They're the two guys with white hats. It's like they're posing for a picture, but the camera's moving. It's not a still frame shot. It looks so weird and they're and it's like they're like posing where they're gonna get take some rubble off the guy, but they're not doing anything. They're just sitting there. Like okay, pose for the camera. It makes no sense at all. It looks incredibly contrived. And that's just one of the things about this. So how could it be Syrian sarin? So then it comes back to the fact that there's been multiple reports that the rebels have chemical weapons, that they have sarin, that Hillary Clinton um, brought Libya's chemical weapons to the Syrian rebels. This is a Seymour Hirsch article. And in fact, um, the United Nations said that they suspected the attack that happened in 2013 was behind what the rebels were behind. This was Carly Del Ponte. You can also look that up. So yeah. we have a lot of evidence that this is a false flag. In fact, more evidence than last time. Last time it was very well-timed because the OPCW had arrived in Damascus the same exact day as the chemical attack happened. And that was because they were brought to Damascus by the Syrian government to investigate a chemical attack that was conducted by the rebels in Aleppo um, a month earlier. And now we have also, again, perfect timing. Trump says Assad is no longer a priority. The next day, you know, two days later, you get this false flag attack, and suddenly Trump is changing his tune. That's um, right, because we have different... That's all, that's all you need to know right there. Did not fit the narrative. They create this event, which makes... No sense. It's literally political suicide for Assad when everything's going in the right direction, when they've got the situation with ISIS and that under control. And we don't like that because we created ISIS, our government, primarily. Trained them, fund them, airdrops to them. We've documented this over and over again. And I'm not saying there were no, no other countries involved there, but as a destabilization tool. Is ISIS real? Sure, they're, they're real. It's almost like you know, taking a pit bull and you could maybe make a nice dog out of it, but you turn it into a killer because of the way you bring it up and train it. It's very, very common with pit bulls to do that. Okay. That's what, I mean, I'm not saying that Islam can ever be, but we created this thing is what I mean. Okay. We created ISIS. I don't want, I don't mean to compare because Islam could never be good. Okay. Um, regarding a pit bull could be. But what I'm saying is we actually trained, we created, we funded, we did all that to bring them to this point. We put them in a position where they could go in there and destabilize and do our bidding and things of this nature. Okay, And again, we've gotten into this in so many previous studies where we've documented this. So yeah, this is just, this had to happen on their end because they've got, they got to make sure that we totally destabilize and get Assad out of there. Pfizer's in play. Exactly. And Michael Flynn, he was one of the advisors that said that he believed possibly the rebel attack in 2013 was because it was a false flag. Um, and maybe that's one of the reasons he was removed. Yes. Uh, I do want to get into two things. I want to get into a uh, little bit about the evidence and a, and a lot about the real agenda behind this and what we're going to see, mm -hmm. if possible. Yeah, let's talk about the false um, flag aspect, but before we leave the Michael Flynn thing, it's very clear that not only do they want Michael Flynn removed, but they have tried to purge people that he brought in. The CIA made it very clear. We've had a lot of media reporting, uh, both for and against Trump, reporting that the CIA 
has said that these individuals that Flynn brought in were unacceptable to them. Mm. Why? Because they want to do this false flag. So let's talk about the evidence that this particular attack was a false flag. Well, you know, putting aside the perfect timing that mm -hmm. this happened, where the you know State Department just made a statement that they no longer see removing Assad as a priority, and that the Syrian people must decide their own president. Um, aside from that, a lot of the reports are coming from the so-called White Helmets NGO, mm -hmm. which is George Soros-funded, is receiving UK and US tax dollars, and they've been filmed carrying Al-Qaeda flags around, uh, taking part in executions, um, uh, hanging out with the child beheaders of the Nur al-Dinki group, one of the rebel groups that the CIA vetted and gave weapons to, which ended up beheading a child. Um, Channel 4 News featured a video of those child beheaders hanging out with the White Helmets. Um, I, on one of my channels, Syrian Girl War... And again, you're seeing the White Helmets literally there in the propaganda photos regarding the chemical attack with, like, uh, there were the two, like, like I said, they looked like they were posing with the guy. There was, like, rubble on the guy's legs, and they're just posing. They're not moving, and the camera's still co It looked so unbelievable. You can watch it. It's, it's on this video. You can see it. It looks so contrived. I haven't heard them really mention that, but, man, I mean, it's, it's horrible. It's, it's like this big Hollywood production. I have a video of two White Helmet members torturing a Syrian soldier. Like, the White Helmets, as we now know very clearly, are the same individuals that are with Al-Qaeda. They just put on a White Helmet, and suddenly they're no longer Al-Qaeda. And prior to this attack, a week before, um, in a Christian town in Hama, near, near Hama, there were actually 250 people that were kidnapped. Um, mm -hmm. So it's very clear that... These rebels do not care about civilians, and they do not care about children. They behead children, so why would they care? And in the past, they've used children as tools, pawns for this political agenda. Um, I, uh, Let's talk about the doctor. There the was reason... a Pakistani-British doctor who tweeted out that he had received yes. uh, gas masks, and he was holding interviews. Uh, he was taking interview requests. Instead of helping the people as the injuries were coming in, uh, his name is Sajul Islam. What do you know about him? Well, you know, he was actually one of the people who was arrested on terrorism charges for kidnapping two British journalists in Syria. And while they didn't have enough evidence on him and he, because the journalists couldn't testify, and he ran back away to Syria, he was actually removed from the medical board because of this incident. And another interesting thing that was happening at the time is uh, one of these, you know, Al-Qaeda-linked journalists to, uh, posted on his Facebook that tomorrow we're going to begin a campaign about chlorine gas attacks. And then this happens. So, once again, the media is unsure whether it's chlorine or it's sarin. They can't settle on it. But there's, there's been uncanny... Um, they, they can't possibly be psychic, you know, uh, indicators that they've been pre-planning this false flag attack and in fact, they've been receiving uh, hazmat suits and, and gas masks days before the attack happened. So they must have known that they were going to use them. Um, so we have that audio clip. Yeah, this has all been contrived. They were planning for it. They, they knew that, that they had to have some type of narrative, uh, some type of breaking news thing like this in order to 
demonize Assad once again and to get the whole world turned against him and for the justification of what Trump did with firing the 59 uh, Tomahawk missiles into that airbase. So uh, we have that. Now we're going to go to the next clip here, uh, which we're going to go ahead about five minutes. Issue. The Kurds have been receiving very, very positive media from all sides. You never hear anything bad about them. They're, they're supposedly fighting ISIS in the north, they're, and they're hanging out with the U.S. military. The real fact is, however, is that they've been ethnically cleansing the Christian population in the north, east of Syria and Iraq because they are of the Assyrian ethnicity, and they do not want anyone in their region to be of an ethnicity other than Kurdish. The, the regions that they're trying to take are, is, are, is filled with oil and uh, agricultural resources, but Kurds are not a majority in those areas. They, are, they only make up 40%. And so to become a majority, there's been basically continuous ethnic cleansing campaigns. They actually... Uh, assassinated one and tried to assassinate a second Christian Assyrian leader um, and then tried to pin it on ISIS. But because one of the people they tried to kill survived, he was able to go and tell his story and say, actually, it was the Kurds that tried to kill me. Um, they've been disarming the Christians in Iraq uh, and confiscating their land. Just look up the Assyrian Christians in Iraq and see the kind of things that they're saying. Basically, creating a Kurdish state is going to expediate the end of the Christians in the Middle East. Because mm -hmm. uh, ISIS is just, you know, the excuse that it, to create these separate states. It's, mm -hmm. it's basically an enzyme. It was always made as a target. And the, at the end of the day, the target is balkanization. And they can't do balkanization unless they get rid of Assad, they get a UN Security Council Resolution 7, just like Iraq was under, so that they can be legally in there to legally like change the Syrian constitution. Because the Syrians do refuse to put anything that is religious or ethnically sectarian or racist inside our constitution. So, um, unfortunately, the people who are in the deep state who refuse to give up on this idea are prepared to take us to World War III. And you see them threatening uh, Iran, threatening North Korea, threatening uh, Russia, threatening China in the South Sea. Maybe they know that if th this is really going to happen, it's going to happen on all fronts. It's going to be a global war. Mm. And, and that's what... So you've got... Now we see one of the other main reasons making sure that the Christians are annihilated in this region by taking Assad out of the picture who is actually protecting the Christians, okay? Now you let these Kurds in and you let ISIS go crazy and, and who are sworn enemies. Kurds, I just looked them up and I wanted to see what their... Um, the majority of Kurds are Sunni Muslim. So, um, and there's also a minority that are Shia Muslims. So... That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Mystical practices and participation in Sufi orders are also widespread among Kurds. So they're, they're involved in... I mean, Islam is high-level witchcraft. You're praying to the, to the moon god. That's their god. The moon god. Allah. Okay, it's not the god of the Bible. Um, if it was the god of the Bible, <clears throat> obviously they would be going by the Bible. They're not. They're going by the Quran and all of their other unholy devil books. Okay, so 
These are sworn, you, you've got ISIS, you've got the Kurds. These are all sworn enemies of the Christians. And so now we see another main reason why they're wanting to destabilize and get Assad out of there. Okay, because they want to annihilate and destroy and kill the Christians in that region. So this is, a, I mean, this is just so unbelievably wicked. All of the, and, and here you got Trump, you know, acting like, you know, I don't know whether he's just surrounded by devils that are feeding him this information, or at this point whether he's just drank the Kool-Aid and is part of the problem and is just going to go along with whatever he's being told to do. I, I, I can't say for sure, but he has radically shifted now in, in regard to it, especially this one issue. This is, seems to be, and I, I don't know if we'll be able to look back in the future and say that this really was the turning point of the Trump administration toward evil. Now, I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm saying on this issue, he has got it so polar opposite wrong. He is so going into the satanic playbook. He is doing Satan's bidding by doing this. Now, you could say, well, I haven't heard enough to prove that. Well, okay, keep listening because there's more regarding this. Now, I'm not saying Trump is of Satan, but I'm saying he is going by Satan's playbook right now. He is on Satan's playbook regarding this issue regarding what he has initiated through this these bombings and what could result from it, which is exactly what the New World Order wants, which is war in that region, which is World War III ultimately. What's concerning about all this is exactly a global war, and that's what's concerning because we see people like John McCain, who seems to only get excited when the possibility of massive <clears throat> war and bloodshed is involved. And that's the thing that, that concerns me, is the fact that, we now have Donald Trump, who campaigned and won on the idea that we are not going to set the world on fire with regime change. We saw what happened in Libya. Omar Gaddafi was not a great guy. He was not a good guy. Nobody is saying he was a good guy. But things are fairly stable there. We didn't have the kind of situation that we have now, which is an arms bazaar for terrorism, total chaos in the, in the area. And we started that. And we're reaping the whirlwind after that. And they're doing the same thing. ISIS was created... Uh, it's a rebranding of al-Qaeda. People need to understand what it represents, the Islamic State in Iran and Syria. That is the goal of what uh, we have John McCain involved in. And, and this is what is really concerning as I watch this, is you're talking about the fact they set up the summit with the uh, Jordanian king and so forth. They're very cleverly isolating Donald Trump from his voters, from the people, from the agenda that he ran on and won with, that's why he needs to hear our voices. People in America need to wake up and understand that it's not just the Syrian lives that are on the line, it is our lives as well. This chaos, this death, this destruction. Yeah, but the thing is, is if he would have went up to Drudge Report that night, and that, again, being, you would think, Drudge Report viewers definitely cut above, 65% approval for what he just did. That means that the majority of the Drudge Report, 65% of the people that view the Drudge Report don't have a clue about what they're literally really wanting. They don't have a clue about what really happened over there regarding this being a false flag. That is very concerning. Okay? Very, very concerning to me. And Because if Drudge Report had that, the average Joe person out there, you're going to have it probably even a higher percentage of them saying yeah 
gotta protect the kids gotta you know gotta do this for the for the children it's all this big knee-jerk reaction and they're not getting the facts before they've actually vetted what's actually really going on there this enabling and equipping and training of terrorists is going to blow back on us it already is in many places in the west that is what is so concerning about this i'm not talking about increasing our safety and security by continuing these regime policies we're actually making it worse for americans we're not going to be safer by spreading this kind of war and chaos throughout the middle east it's a very complicated situation as you were pointing out syrian girl we have different ethnic groups we have different religious groups we have different political groups they're all after resources in that area that is why the cia is involved in this kind of divide and conquer policy right. and we need to push back against this deep state narrative that appears to be taking donald trump they couldn't defeat him in the election they couldn't defeat these ideas but now it appears that they're going to surround him and isolate him i always said that was the real issue that we're going to have they were going to if there was a massive groundswell of americans who would push for this push for trump push for this type of change they would wait let that happen and then isolate the individual that was elected and that's precisely what it appears they're successfully doing now yeah okay so we have that now hopefully you've probably heard enough regarding this particular issue to convince you that of what we're dealing with there let's go further this is a and what i'm trying to do is present different angles here addressing different parts proving this is false okay from a logical standpoint the next one is michael savage turns on trump and says the syrian attack was a false flag okay so now he's got a lot of his conservative base starting to turn on him that are in the know they're starting to say hey listen this is not right there's something wrong you're not looking at this what are you doing Look whose side you're on. Do you understand the implications of this? Being on the same side as John McCain and Lindsey Graham and Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton and the CNN mainstream prostitute media? All those lies? I mean, just look at what side you're on all of a sudden. These are the people that were attacking you two minutes ago. Now they're cheering you on? Doesn't that make you by itself, you know, kind of... This is the Savage Nation. I am the only person in the American media with a science background. I intend to approach today's program... Okay, thing about this guy, Michael Savage, he is so full of himself. I mean, he's more full of himself than Rush Limbaugh. He's full of himself in such a way that it's really, like, condescending and, and offensive. So bear in mind, as you listen to this, understand this guy thinks that he is the smartest person on the planet. He's very condescending and, I mean, arrogant and prideful, but he is right on the money regarding what he's saying here. As though this is a jury trial, and I hope that you, the listeners, will be the jury. My postulate is quite simple. Want to hear it? Because you're going to hear it. This was not sarin gas, number one. It looks like phosgene gas. I realize those are big words for those in the media who are ready to put on military uniforms uh, on their radio and television shows. This was a complete false flag event. And I'll give you some evidence, and you decide for yourself whether this thing is a fake or not. First of all, let's start from the beginning. Was this a strategic move that had the approval of Congress, approval of the U.N.? 
or any U.S. interests threatened by Assad. Assad was fighting ISIS, for God's sakes. He had ISIS on the run with the help of Russia. What happened? Who just won? Why, we just helped ISIS. Isn't that what McCain and Lindsey Graham are celebrating? So we've just turned 180 degrees. Bannon was out, Kushner was in, and all of a sudden the strike was launched. I told that to you yesterday. This was a military tweet by Donald Trump. Quote me. President, known as a tweeter, this was a military tweet. Has he thought about what the next tweet might be? He better because there's got to be another one very soon. I mean, really, what did he do militarily? It was actually a weak strike when you think about it. If he really wanted to take out Assad, wouldn't he have struck Damascus and killed Assad with a heavier weapon? I mean, think about this. This was a limp-wristed attack in order to gain the uh, attention of the fools in the media and the fools amongst the so-called Republican voters who think this was a real great military action. So let me go back to my main contention here. This was not even a sarin gas attack. That's aside from the fact that Assad, who has been accused of gassing his own people, had nothing to gain by gassing his own people. Let's assume that you are in the camp that bought hook, line, and sinker the big lie that Assad would gas his own people with, with sarin gas. Now, what would Assad have gained by doing that? Is he stupid? Is he that stupid not to have figured out what would happen a day later? So why would he do it? He was winning. Was he losing? Was he desperate? Was Assad desperate enough to use sarin on children? Of course not. But there's no logic in America. There are just robots, RNCers, neocons pretending to be conservatives. Let me give you some evidence and you decide for yourself. Because this military tweet by President Trump is an embarrassment. It was not a strategic move. Has he thought about what follows? McCain is glowing over this. What does that tell you? The Soros globalist cabal has now won. Trump is doing their bidding. Isn't this what we told Hillary we didn't want her to do? Isn't this why we voted for Trump? Isn't this why I sacrificed the year of my life to work to get Trump elected? Isn't this why I wrote Trump's war? There's a whole chapter in Trump's war that is entitled Trump's war against the war machine. That is a heck of a chapter. Trump's war against the war machine, chapter 7. I want and now he's right on board with the war machine, with the very people that he's supposedly been fighting against, right in lockstep with them and George Soros. Okay, the the essentially Satan incarnate about the liberal warmongers, I warned about the neocons, I warned about the war profiteers, I warned you that this might happen. And moreover, yesterday on this show, right here on the airwaves, I warned you this was coming. I said I'd be surprised if there was no military action by Friday night. Well, I, unfortunately, I was right. My evidence will be presented to you, and you, the jury, is, are, are going to side. I'm Clarence Darrow for the prosecution that this is a gigantic false flag, gigantic lie. It's a wag-the-dog scenario. It's what Bill Clinton did. It's what they all do when they get into trouble and their poll numbers are low, by the way. I said it to you yesterday, so I'll repeat it again today. He was in a corner. He was hated by everyone except people like me who supported him. Did you hear what I just said? So he thought that by appeasing the warmongering crowd, the McCain military-industrial complex, they would come to love him. Now, of course, the idiots in the media don't know what to do. They're just 
They're just sheeple. Even the great Rush Limbaugh was saying, I couldn't believe what I heard. I Pardon me? I listened to the great Rush Limbaugh who said, well, Assad's been gassing his people for seven straight years. Where'd that come from? Where'd Rush get that information from? I guess it came directly over the transom from the RNC. This is getting sicker by the day. It was a false flag. McCain wanted it to happen. They've been screaming to bomb Assad for years. Lindsay the sicko Graham wanted it to happen. Pelosi the warmonger wanted it to happen. Schumer the warmonger. CNN all wanted the, bo the bombing of Assad. Now you know you're on the wrong side. If that cesspool of filth supports your actions, this whole thing stinks to high heaven. Hours before the airstrikes, we learned that Hillary Clinton called for the bombing of Syrian airfields. Did you know that? So it looks like Hillary won. It looks as though they... So hours before this happened, Hillary was saying, bomb them, okay? So you've got every wicked, evil faction of American politics in the mainstream media saying, do this, and Donald Trump does it. I hope it was... I mean, I don't hope, but... I hope that it was from the from the standpoint of what he talked about. His poll numbers were tanking. What the, also what was had been insinuated quite a bit, obviously, is that he was in league with the Russians. You know, so this could have be, been done because okay, tanking poll numbers. Uh, everybody's against me. He had he had made um, overtures recently that he was going to start reaching out to the democrats in other words he's trying to do anything he can do to get his presidency to get his agenda moving again and he's starting to really compromise in order to do that and he's starting to say okay I'll, I'll get in bed with these devils and work with them as long as i can keep my presidency going and as long as, long as maybe my poll numbers go up and i'm liked and i can get things go i'm not sure what his justification was and it might have been too because he'd been accused so much lately and falsely that he was in league with the russians and he was working with the russians so this could have been that bold statement saying no no look at what i just did i i defiantly went against the russians in order to calm the lamestream media down from a From one standpoint, I would hope that if he did do this, that was the only reason. And that it wasn't that he literally, truly has been in bed with them all along. And this has all been pre-planned ahead of time. And he knows exactly what he's doing. And he planned this all along. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. I, I hope it's that, no, he's not totally evil incarnate. And he's just duped us this whole time. I don't know. Time will tell. Hillary, deep state wing won, and Trump is now basically doing their bidding. But to the evidence, now the evidence that only I can present because of my background in phytochemistry, very simple. Was it sarin gas to begin with? Well, well I don't know. I'm, I'm a genius. I don't know. What, what, is, what do I know? He gassed his own people. What's the difference? Well, it's a big difference because you bought it hook, line, and sinker. You want to hear why I don't think it was sarin gas, but probably phosgene, a chlorine-based gas? It's very simple. Phosgene is a choking agent. It's derived from chlorine. It is not a nerve agent. There's too big different, a big difference here. If you look at the videos and the stories, you'll see that my allegation or my suspicion may be correct because the first responders would have all died if it was nerve gas. 
You didn't know that. I guess you didn't learn that on MSNBC or CNN. If it had been a nerve gas, as most of you fools think it was, those of you who are saluting all of a sudden, you became warmongers overnight. I thought that Trump was a man of peace who was not going to lead us to war. I thought Trump was the man who was going to reach out to Putin and become his friend. That's why I, I worked so hard to stop the war against Russia. Boy, was I wrong. Did I, they turn this guy? Bannon was out. The son-in-law was in. And the next day, there was a bombing attack. A little impotent bombing attack. A military tweet is what it was. Now, we're going to be looking at the whole Bannon being out and Jared Kushner and that whole angle heavily coming up. But we have to proceed one step at a time here. And so he's bringing up a lot of really good points here. Just all this, all it was, a military tweet. This wasn't a real attack on Assad. They wanted Assad out. You would have taken him out in, in Damascus. It was nothing. It was Clinton bombing an aspirin factory. But you're all cheering. Think about what that means about you. All you cheer cheerleaders out there for the war. But see, this is what so concerned me when I went up to Drudge and I saw like 65% of the people were saying, yes, it's a good thing. We're so glad he, he bombed them. Or this. And I, I just, I was in disbelief. I, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was grieved enough when I went up to Alex Jones's site and saw like, I, I don't know, 20 to 30%, I forget, approval and i'm like what and then i thought well maybe drudge will be better no it was way worse it was like 65 when i checked it approval and then it was it dawned on me i'm like man we're heading for world war three if this is the mindset of people if they're not seeing through this if they're not i mean anything mainstream media puts out there the fact that you would believe that just because Trump is in office and literally from what I've heard, I've heard a lot of different alter people in alternative radio, uh, Christian alternative radio, come out and make the statement that since Trump got elected, the Christians have went back to sleep. The Christians that were praying for him to get in and the Christians that were praying against and I'm not saying none of them are praying against this, but remember all the pedophile networks that have been going down, okay? And how that all happened in very close proximity to the election? Remember all that that happened and, 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 and has been happening to a certain extent? I haven't heard a lot about the pedophile stuff recently. But a lot of them have went back to sleep because... And this is what happens. You get somebody in there that has an R by their name, Republican. And with Trump, and a lot of the Christians have went back to sleep. The, the people in the prepper community, uh, I think Dave Hodges was talking to somebody and saying that people that own these prepping, then they're like, yeah, they're the preppers, the Christians, a lot of them have went back to sleep. Man, this is the last time you want to go to sleep. We could be so on the verge you have to be vigilant, like the Bible says. Day and night. You, you can't let your guard down. We're, we're moving into the most evil, deceptive time the world has ever known, according to the word of God. This is the last time you want to go to sleep, and the last time you want to stop praying and or fasting about these types of issues. So, again, that could have all been orchestrated so people would go to sleep. Whereas had Hillary gotten in, the Christians would still be in a hypervigilant mode. I don't know. Again, time will tell.
No. Do, do, so I'm, am I saying that they wanted Trump at all? No, I'm not saying that. I don't. I do not think that 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 was the case. I do not think they expected him to get in. Every indicator was that they had the parties all pre-planned for Hillary for that night, literally. And and I thank God that she did not get in. But what has happened since then, though, is increasingly very, very, very concerning. Chuck Baldwin, I guess, just got kicked off of uh, News with Views because he came out with things critical of Trump. I'm like, you're gone. What? See, I told you this from the beginning. I w- and this is why I'm so glad I'm not yoked up with anybody. So one thing about me, you don't have to worry about my sponsors dropping me or anything else like that. I don't have any. I have none. I don't make money off YouTube clicks. I don't make money off sponsors. We have whatever donations that that come in and whatever I can do in nutrient sales. That's basically what supports the ministry. I don't beg for money. You ever hear me up here begging for money? Every other broadcast I listen to, it's it's constant. It never ends. You're either trying to sell a product or you're begging for money or doing this or saying I were this or that. I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And But what that gains me is I don't have to worry about stepping on anybody's toes. I said this from the beginning that if I will support Trump regarding what I'm seeing him doing his current actions, okay, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Okay, But if he gets in there and he starts turning, turning and getting on to the agenda of the globalists and not fulfilling his campaign processes, I am not going to give him any quarter. I'm not. I'm not going to give him a free pass. I will not do it. And this is the beginning of that, evidently. I, I, w- I was praying that there would be enough pushback against this, but from the polling that I've seen done on this, the, the polls I've seen done, it doesn't appear there's going to be any pushback. If anything, it's going to give him more of a green light to go forward with what he's doing. Now it's just a very, very fringe group of alternative media, and it seems like Michael Savage who are actually seeing and identifying this for what it is. So now let's go back to this allegation that it was not even sarin gas. Yesterday we were watching some of the videos that were coming out. And a friend of mine was tweeting me, actually emailing me and saying, wait a minute, a person's clothing can release sarin after it has come in contact with sarin vapor, which can lead to exposure of other people. That was number one. So that was really interesting. Then another one came on later, saying, if it's sarin, why no gloves? And the individual said, yeah, there are other photos showing them taking samples of the toxin wearing sandals. Again, made no sense. Following the logic, or have you lost, you can't follow me because your mind went blank? Well, I'll keep going anyway. This is called logic scientific method. This is These, they should have been in some type of chemical suit, if it was sarin, Okay. And like I said, the guys, the, 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 that photo shoot that it, it seemed like they were posing for with the one guy and the other one, those guys weren't in any of that. They, weren't, they were handling the bodies with their bare hands. Couldn't, they would be dead. So we know it wasn't that. We know 100% for sure they're lying to us. Well, deductive analysis. This is what anyone would do who really wanted to get to the bottom of this big lie. Okay? I question... 
the narrative that it was sarin gas, number one, as I question the idea that it was even Assad who did it. That's the big picture. Big picture. Why would he do it, you morons, you? You stupid people out there who are buying this hook, line, and sinker. I go to the Drudge Report. There's a poll. Approve, disapprove. Okay, now I'm not going to go that far and call everybody stupid morons who maybe went along with this. Okay, uh, let's not alienate everybody and, and de denigrate them and call them insults. Not everybody has his biochemistry background or whatever. He's bringing up some great points here. I just don't... And this is why I have a hard time listening to Michael Savage because, my word, I mean, God forbid you call the guy up and say anything that he doesn't like. You ever heard those when people call in? Oh, my, I mean, talk about arrogant, browbeating and berating and, oh, my word, it's horrible. So I'm not saying, I'm not, it, it's very concerning to me. But hopefully, hopefully if you were in that camp, now you're not. Hopefully you've heard enough and we're going to give you a whole lot more. And hopefully what you could do is reach out to other people and say, listen, it couldn't have been this. We're, we're, this is the main, I mean, look at who's pushing it alone. That's, that should be number one gigantic red flag. Then look at the actual situation. Who are we getting all of the, the, the confirmation from? Turkey that said they did autopsies of three of the bodies? Oh, yeah, we could trust Turkey. The mainstream media, Lindsey Graham, John McCain, CNN, by itself should tell you, you cannot believe this. This is all a lie. It's the opposite of what they're saying. So that we can educate other people and, and get them understanding, but, uh, you know... I, I don't know. It's it's not looking good at this point. I knew what it would be. I mean, it's stupid. I, I, I know what this is going to be. Drudge poll. Trump strikes Assad. Good, bad. I knew that I'd be in the minority. 66% of the fools who voted said it's a good, good thing. See, he's citing that same poll I saw. He, when he saw it, it was 66%. <laughs> 66, that's appropriate. It was a good thing that we did this. Now, if Obama had done it, it would have been a bad thing. But because Trump right. did it, it's a good thing. Exactly. I'm a Trump bot now. I'm just a little robot. Whatever. The Bible says, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and that maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Jeremiah 17, 9. Do not put your trust in man. Do not put your trust in me. Do not put your trust in any entity. Put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and the word of God. Okay, I've told you that over and over. Man can and will fail you. So, this is why it's so important. And, and again, this is the very reason why a large percentage of the patriot community, of the Christians, and let's say pro-Second Amendment community have went back to sleep because, oh, Trump's in office. I believe everything. I went to the rallies. I did this. I did that. I believe him implicitly. He's for our best interest, so therefore I'm going back to sleep and I'll trust his judgment. No. No. You hold people accountable. You hold people accountable. And I know, I, I think there was other ministers out there coming against me, denigrating me, saying, oh, look, you, you know, Scott Johnson, he's doing this or he's doing, he's, he's a Trump supporter, this and that. I'm not, listen, like I said, I am going to come out. I'm not going to give him a free pass. I'm proving that. I wish I didn't have to do this. I do. 
Obviously, I wish he was going along with what he was saying. And I'm not saying he hasn't done a lot of good things since he's been in office. Do I think he has been fought every step of the way by um, the Senate and the Congress and, and the globalists and Hollywood and the mainstream media? Yes, I do. And I think maybe it's finally, this is best case scenario, it's finally, the pressure has finally got to him. And he's finally capitulating and he's finally giving in. And I say best case scenario because I would hate to think that he was on board the whole time and all this was a big act. It doesn't make sense because the whole world has been against the guy. I mean, the whole evil world from the Pope on down has been against the guy. That you cannot deny. CNN is still against him to a large extent. I just checked them today and they're not. I mean, I, I looked up here, I'll look again. They're, they're still, they're still all kind of stuff. So in other words, he hasn't come over enough to their side yet. Could Trump play ball with the New World Order and would all the mainstream media totally get on the bandwagon? Yes, they would, absolutely. Here, what are the, what are the, what are the um, uh, main headlines right now on CNN? Bannon's worst week in Washington. Okay, so Bannon's basically, you know... Bannon's descent, Kushner's rise, show that family ties run deep. We're going to see how deep those family ties are. Um, Trump to Bannon and Kushner, work this out. Um, so there's all this, all of this, oh, this big, now who, who does the mainstream media want in there? They want in Kushner, and you're going to see why. You're going to see why very, very soon. Um uh, the, the, the SNL puts out another Trump thing where uh, Alex Bald Alec Baldwin's doing Trump again. He's doing Bill O'Reilly. Um, but they're not. They're um, Trump considers rearranging the seats at his table. Um, what this photo of the Trump war room tells us. I mean, it's still a very um, a very very big attack on Trump. Still. It's not like they've given him free. They are for, though, what he is doing right now. And he is coming and getting in more into their good graces. But that's the last place you want to be. If you're in the good graces of CNN, because I'll just use CNN, or the mainstream media, you know you're, you're in Satan's, the center of Satan's will. Because the media is that bad at this point. He does is good. He's smarter than everybody. Only 20% of you were smart enough to know how bad this was. So anyway, I know I'm a minority. A smart move would be to support it. Can you imagine if I talked to my listeners that way? My listeners, only 20% of you were smart enough to see the... <laughs> Golly, man. Really? No, come on. I mean, I don't know how this guy has any listeners. I can't... He's so offensive. He's so demeaning and condescending. He's like this all the time. I don't know how he has any... I mean, oh, I don't know. The smart move would be to support the president no matter what he does, but that would make me worthless to you. I may as well quit if I did that. I may as well retire if I just supported him no matter what he did. I'm not going to do that. I have an obligation to my listeners to go where the truth lies. And I, I know where the chips will fall on this. It's not very good. I know most of you are not going to follow me. You're going to follow the lie. Most of you are going to continue to believe that it was a good thing that Assad did it and he gassed his own people and that Trump is a genius. Good for you. Well, goody-goody for you. 
The globalist cabal has won. The McCain cabal has won. How is this an America first decision? To engage in a conflict between two enemies of the United States. How does that match the campaign of America first, no foreign wars? How does that create one job in Ohio, one job in Pennsylvania? Where are the jobs? Savage says no war. It's linked up on the top of Drudge. I was pleased to see that. Didn't think anybody would notice. Because I went on the air yesterday, and my show was entitled, I am a conservative peacenik. Do you want war with Russia? Just read it. I'm not going to read it to you. And I'll go back again to the evidence I was trying to present to you, that not only would it make no sense for Assad to have gassed his own people, if you still have any logic left in your brain, because look what happened right after. The world turned on him. Right? The world turned on him. Why would he do it? Is he stupid? Is Russia dumb? Oh, I see. I see. Wait a minute. Let me follow your genius minds. All of you think that Assad did this to his own people. Let's see. Now, Russia is stupid. The other day you were saying that uh, uh, the KGB head of Russia is, is the smartest man on earth, very KGB, anti-American, ran the KGB for many years, and that Putin is so smart and so evil. So that smart, evil man would have ga had, had his puppet Assad gas his own people, not having thought the next step out. Let me tell you something about Putin. He doesn't tweet in the middle of the night. Putin doesn't tweet in the middle of the night and not think about the consequences of the next tweet. Of course he would have thought about it. He wouldn't have done that. He doesn't want the whole world turning on him after he's helped Assad beat back ISIS. I thought ISIS was our number one enemy. The Free Syrian Army? There is no such thing. The Free Syrian Army are our moderate terrorists created by the CIA and John McCain. John McCain and Lindsey Graham are the mouthpieces for this army of murderers. What is going to happen to the Christians, the Alawites, and the Jews in Syria? Have you thought that through yet? Well, you don't care, but I do care. What's going to happen to them if Assad is removed? Who will protect them? I'll talk about that today. They're going to be destroyed and annihilated, which is another gigantic reason they want this. And Trump's, their blood will be on Trump's hands. As this proceeds, and as that goes further... Their blood, their Christian martyr blood will be on his hands. I'm not saying they're all died in the wool tree. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know all of the different varieties of Christians in that region, but they identify as Christians, and their blood will be on Trump's hands and the hands of these other people that have pushed him toward this. But again, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I'm presenting you a lot of emotional arguments and a lot of tangential arguments. But I want to go back to my primary case against, one, that Assad did it, because I believe there's no evidence that he did, nor would it make sense for him to have done it. And number two, this is not a sarin gas attack, as the morons in the media are reporting. What do they know? What do they know? These are college dropouts who majored in journalism or poli-sci who don't even know the difference between sarin and phosgene. Now, they'll be looking it up now for MSNBC, so the freak on MSNBC can sound smart. But listen, Freako, there's a big difference between sarin and phosgene. What you saw there with the poor children choking was a ch choking agent, not a nerve agent. It, if it had been a nerve agent, the first responders would have reacted. They all would have died, as a matter of fact. So it can't be a nerve agent. The West jumped to a conclusion before there was any investigation. By the way, folks, no independent person can access the site right now. So any analysis has to be done from somewhere else. 
Who is in the chain of custody of soil and plant samples that will be needed to determine which chemical was used? And by the way, Turkey claims to have done an autopsy of three victims and said that there were chemical warfare agents used. Really? And they concluded it was Assad? By the way, there's no autopsy on Earth that can tell you that it was sarin gas. You have to compare tissue samples of the deceased with the chemical composition of Assad's destroyed weapons. I know that's a lot for you to follow, all you geniuses in the media. But in order to do a proper autopsy, you have to compare tissue samples of the deceased with the chemical composition of Assad's destroyed weapons. Where might that lead? So my friends, I presented you the initial arguments on the following issue. One, my uh, position is, is that it was not Assad who gassed his own people. And number two, it was not sarin gas. It was uh, some kind of chlorine-based gas, such as uh, phosgene, which is a choking agent. I'll be right back on the Savage Nation. Be here, be nowhere. Okay, so if you want to hear the full report, you can find it online. It's getting like Michael Savage, Syrian attack, false flag. You'll find the 14-minute one, which is what I just played, and then I think there's another one that's like over an hour where he gets into the full breakdown. So I'm just giving you the cliff note version, but that's a whole other aspect to this that obviously makes no sense whatsoever if we're to believe the mainstream media lies. So that's all I have for part one. I'm way over on time here, um, and we will go to part two next, so God bless you. Scott Johnson's 1,000-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.